0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. Hey guys, Anna here. This is one of those re-releases. What can I say if you're new to the podcast? I'm doing a special right now which is, I am re-releasing my most popular episodes. And I actually counted, I have almost 300 episodes. So if you're listening to this, this was one of the most popular out of 300. So maybe you downloaded it because of the guest and that was a good idea. You know her from Girls and many other places, artist and actress, Jemima Kirk, uh, because the podcast focused so much on alcoholism and recovery back in the day when I recorded this. That's what the focus of this episode is. So it's not so much about launching. So if you're going by the name of the podcast, Anna David's Launch Pad, you may be confused. Except recovery is launching into a new life. So I think it works. And this is all in anticipation of the new focus of the show, which will be debuting January 1st, 2020. With that, I give you a really juicy interview that you could almost say went viral with Jemima Kirk. This guest needs no introduction, so I'm going to keep it very brief. It's Jemima Kirk. Yeah, it's Jessa from Girls. What can I say except that this was a complete thrill to get her to agree to be in this podcast, to be on this podcast. The sound quality isn't as good as It normally is because we were on her roof and it just kind of, it just doesn't sound as good, but her voice is so gorgeous. I mean, who really cares? But in case you do need an introduction, shame on you. But she was also, she made her debut in the film Tiny Furniture, which was Lena Dunham's original first piece of work out there. Jemima is British and fabulous and lives in New York and is also an artist. She actually received her degree in painting from RISD and she's pretty fabulous so let's just have me stop talking and get into Jemima Kerr so yeah just we're gonna launch right into basically um your story with with you know drinking and using and I I know you went to rehab young mm-hmm. so tell me about that you grew up here in Brooklyn I grew up actually in
1: uh in England in England and then in um the West Village. Okay. and then I went to school in Brooklyn um, but no I went to a few rehabs um, but I would say I don't know young is relative but you know some people are going to rehabs at like 17 now um, but I wasn't 17. I was 23 when I went yeah it was fun it was. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of sober friends who never got to go to rehab you know and I was like it was fun. Well, it's funny
0: because I feel like tons of people think it's going to literally be like a spa, and that well, it's not that. No, where did you go? I went to the meadows. Oh yeah, I I went there for a week. For that their, was like- the most spa-like.
1: It was. I mean, you still had to make your own bed and stuff like that, but it was just it was it wasn't spa-like. It was just hadn't it was just nice. Yeah. Then I went to, um, then I went to um, Light Life Skills. Oh, I don't know that one. Very beautiful title, beautiful. uh, Yeah. It's it's such a terrible name. Life skills. Did you learn any life skills there? Uh, no, I really don't think it was, it was the right fit for me. It was a dual diagnosis place, Yeah, which, and my dual diagnosis was like addiction and depression. I was like, they don't but other, they don't go together. <laughs>
0: but they, but they do. Yeah, I know. That's oh, oh why so it was of just course, so like, like what
1: addict doesn't sort of right, what person? I, using drugs I wouldn't does be it. here. Otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I thought I was a bit. Um, I was felt like the healthiest person in there, right? <laughs> the sanest person in there. Um, but it, it it was called life skills because they it was supposed to be like a second step program. Uh-huh. So you go to rehab and then you go to this place. Yeah, and it. Um, and they teach you how to, you know, a, acclimate to the world like a normal person. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not that deep. Right. But like, I know how to, like, I'm not, a, I, I, I know basic things. I know how to do groceries. They teach you how to do groceries. And make your bed. And make my bed. I know how to, like, have a schedule. Right. I don't want to, but I know how. Um and but there was some, you know what? There, I do remember specifically one time that we went to the grocery store, and they would always give you sixty dollars. That's it for your week, right, right? Right. And you had to live on that. And coming from a family where I we grew up, I grew up quite privileged. Yeah, it was a good really good lesson because I'm just used to like throwing whatever I want on there so regardless of any addiction or whatever I would have had that problem anyway right right so So you did learn a life skill I did learn a life skill like I was actually looking at prices and I was actually I mean it was uh and I, I had the embarrassment of having to put things back right you know so um so did you go there after meadows after meadows and um what I noticed about that that one, I I uh that one I hated at the time, but I didn't hate it at nearly as much as the next one I went to. Okay, which I. Would love to bash them because they're awful. Is um
0: wait 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 don't tell me the name until why? we're done. Well, because just, they need to be okay. Can you, <laughs> you can
1: you can whisper it to me? But it it's, was bad. Was it one of these? I don't. Like- t- I won't say the name. It's it's a name. Of, I'll just say it's a flower. Okay, <laughs> which that's that's the clue. Um, it was an all-women's rehab, uh-huh. and um, there was so much shaming in that. Yeah, it was. It was shocking. Even me, who is was and is, but even more so then, so self hating, I was like, "Oh, you can't say that to me, right?
0: Right? Like that
1: you're poison, that you are, that you're dirty, like really hurtful things." And then, and then, you know, you have your 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 single therapist. You know, you have your group therapy, and then you have your one on one, right? And um, and even. That's supposed to feel like a safe place, and it did for the first couple of weeks. And then they'd start using that stuff against you. Well, I I, would, I got sent essentially to the principal's office like every other day, and my therapist would be sitting in there accusing me of things that I'd you told had I told. Yeah, oh, that's awful. Yeah, it was so the worst thing. That, the worst part of it. Uh, oh, so I remember one um, one instance in a um, uh, in a group session where we'd been to the beach and we were processing the Mm -hmm. next day and someone said raised their hand and they said that I made them uncomfortable because I um had changed on the beach like my friend put a sarong around me but maybe the sarong slipped or whatever and they said that would make them uncomfortable I also told one of the girls that I thought she was super like pretty or I maybe even said a hot but it was supposed to be a compliment and I think it was like it wasn't it wasn't uncalled for. It, it was in response to something, and they said that I made them that I was too overtly sexual and made them uncomfortable. Oh my god! And I was just like, this really is besides the point for me, and I'm just, I can't look after your feelings. I'm sorry. But yeah. My my. my- presence on the beach was so triggering or whatever um but yes and uh so there was that and then why did I get I got kicked out of that one I'm trying I got kicked out of life skills too but I can't I'm trying to remember why I got kicked out of that one I can't remember I can't remember why but they remember they called me in to the office and they said do you want to be here I'm like no (laughs) <laughs> I Don't want to be. here. Wouldn't anybody say like, that? My mom is wants me to be here, right? Um, and uh, and then I remember I started crying about something I can't remember, but something about the way they treat me and that. And then my therapist, who's sitting in with the, let's call her the principal. I don't know what the fuck. It was, head of the head of whatever place or whatever. Was saying, and she's like, "Always oh, the victim, Jemima." And I was like, "You can't." It might be true. Right. But you can't... Anyway, it was it was an awful, awful place. Um, and... Uh, well, it, you know, Meadows, I felt like, was
0: really... You know, you, I, when you were there, did they people have to wear signs saying... I wore a sign, that yeah. That says, I can't talk to men. That was what I wore, yeah. And, and then and, there was this pool that was really nice, but you could never go in
1: it because you weren't allowed to wear anything but super, like, long pants yes, and long shirts. Yes, yes. And there's so many... You know, because I was so ready to pick apart the whole system, right? I I did find a lot of inconsistencies, and there are, yeah. You know, like there are the, you know, they they ban certain things and not others. You know, they don't allow hairspray in there, but they allow knives in the kitchen. That right. is your kitchen, so that they they don't allow smoking, but they give them fucking cake. Yeah, you know, sugar. Yeah. It's so I don't really. I don't, I, so I, I would always be questioning and, um, what I would have liked was to have someone talk to me like, like I was a person, not a patient. Yeah. And I always felt like I was being put in my place. Right. And I'm like, I'm an adult. I don't need to be put in my place here. I don't need to be broken down so you can build me back up. Like that's not going to work for me. Yeah. I need you to level with me. Um, but they, they always, they it always start, it felt like school sometimes. Yeah. The fun part was the people. Yeah. Was the other patients. yeah. Other- right. Clients, let's call yeah. them. Yeah. And did you, are you still friends with some of them? Oh no. God, no. Right.
0: <laughs> but you guys would have fun. I least. mean, I'm married to one of them. I know. Which one did you meet him at? Life skills. Life skills. Okay. So before you got kicked out, you fell in love or whatever it was at a dramatic moment.
1: Yeah uh yeah well I, I I wouldn't say we fell in love right away I think we would as they call it in the biz trauma bonding right <laughs> right which yes so I think that we were fully 13th stepping it you yeah know, we were just like you're sick I'm sick I get you like let's you escape know. our feelings yeah and like I'm reacting against my whole life and you're reacting to let's react with each other right um and um and that that did happen, and everyone told us this is a terrible, terrible idea, and it was yeah, and it did have it, it was bumpy yeah, and I can't say why it had such longevity, I, but it something worked. So, and it's
0: been about what, over ten years or eight eight years. So, so you you get kicked out. Uh, well, okay. So, what was the so you started with Meadows, and then did you get sober and then not stay sober? No, I went door to
1: door okay so meadows sent me there because um sent me to life skills because you know they they always have to wreck well they probably i don't know are in cahoots with each other yeah yeah. something i don't know but that was like they're like we don't do this for everyone we just recommend it to the people i'm like really i feel like you do it for everyone yeah uh so i went to life skills and got kicked out of life skills and had to go to the to the one that shall remain nameless
0: until we stop recording yeah um it's interesting I did survivors you know your third week at meadows you have to when you're inpatient I was five years sober and I went there and they told me I had to check in I was five years sober I had to check into meadows and I remember going I don't I don't have like 40 grand to do this and I remember the counselor going you can't afford not to I mean they are definitely interested in
1: taking your money sometimes yeah it's a business yeah it is a business it's just the I maybe it's just me, but I get I get really I don't like when things aren't explained to me mm-hmm. because that's the way it is. Yep. Um that's when I feel like a child or a patient or something and I I had a lot of questions, some of them petulant, mm-hmm. but I still if someone had read me well enough, they would have left with me. Right. And maybe said like we get it. We yeah. can't be fucking perfect. Right. You know. Right. But you just need to take the good with the bad right now. Yeah. Roll with this. You know, you checked in. It's a lot of money. Just, we have rules. Yeah. You know. It's just, just follow be, them in your life. It's going to be easier. Of the, yeah. part of it's not, it's only, it's only a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and if they'd said that, or if they'd just simply answer my question, well, if we didn't give, if we didn't allow smoking, because some places allow smoking. Yeah. And I then I was like, well, why do you allow smoking? And he's like, well, because then the truth is, no one would come. Yeah, okay. So there were things I, I just didn't like when they were like, you're not trusting the process, right?
0: So what made you? Um, what made your mom send you in the first place? Uh, I mean,
1: I just was, a, I just was a problem drinker and user, and I, I, I liked, I liked to party. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I, I mean, I you. wouldn't, I don't, I, I don't know. I just had a, 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 I would, I mean, I wasn't like, uh, didn't, it didn't look the way a lot of other people's look. So I didn't, wasn't, didn't use during the day necessarily. I just went hard. Yep. When I went when you did it. and would go do a lot of, you know, uh, two days, three day benders, whatever. And that was like a party that was like normal. Yeah. And you, you, it takes a long time to come back from a three-day bender and then you're you've lost a week of your life you know it's just yeah um but the one moment that took me that sealed my coffin where I had to go to rehab was when um uh I think I'd done a you know pulled an all-nicer or two maybe and I came home to my mom's house I was living in the East Village and I came home to my mom's house and I was like I can't do it anymore I'm so and when I realized now I was just so tired and coming down and coming down and she was like yes like thank you like yes, you, you, of course darling yes we'll go you'll, we'll check you in and then I had a and then I was like, "Great, I'm just gonna go home for a few hours, and then I'll be right." She's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen intervention. You got to get them, like right then, yeah, right?" Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and then I remember I, s- I slept at a house, and the next day when I woke up, I was like, "I'm fine." Yeah, yeah, I'm i don't need- I don't need to do overreaction, this. mom. Yeah, I l- uh, listen. I learned a lot about myself in rehab and the meadows. I think explains things so well, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they, there's a, it's a lot of terminology. It's a lot of diagrams and graphs and charts and whatever. And it's, that was helpful to me. I didn't, I've done a lot of therapy, been in therapy since i was five, but um, it was always cognitive therapy. And so to see it just sort of drawn out is, um, it's helpful. I don't stick by those things. Love avoidant, love addict, you know, whatever it is. I don't, I don't think of those things on a daily basis, but at that moment when I really had nothing to ground myself in, what was going on in me, that information was was nice. Are you still in therapy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you really go at five and
0: stick with it? Like we're talking six, seven, eight, nine. My whole life. And you basically. played like checkers or whatever you do. Yeah, when you're five they five like years watch old. you
1: play, or they use they ask you to draw a picture of your home, draw a picture of your family. Um, yeah, and. I know this sounds ridiculous,
0: but, you know, people suffering from self-hatred, even if on the outside, it looks like they have everything and all of that has nothing to do with anything.
1: It's just all about whatever, whatever. It's about beliefs. Right. What you believe about yourself and the world and really has nothing to do with what you've achieved or what you're, how talented you are or how good looking you are. Like, obviously it has nothing to do with those things. It's whatever messages you were given as a child about the world and about how people see you and how, what your value is, that's going to carry over no matter what you, you know, achieve in your life. Um, as long as you, as long, and as long as you don't, Somehow change those beliefs, and that's a fucking hard thing to do. Then you're um you'll be that way forever. And I'm only ju- I'm working on it.
0: Right. I'm just working right. on it,
1: and right. it never goes away. there's these things that you these like these things that you're um you're taught about yourself um and about the I guess the world. It never goes away, but you just you you learn to recognize. That it's a, a voice.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a friend of mine says it's like life is about getting comfortable with discomfort. Yes. Ca- and calling it discomfort rather than depression. Right. Or whatever it is makes it
1: pass. Mm-hmm. Well, in my
0: experience.
1: My therapist would always say to me, um, you're really bad at being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> really like that's you that's that's it that's what I am I'm just bad at being uncomfortable <laughs> right. so simple so simple and it also makes me feel like it's such a dick um right. but no it's he also said this recently which is really huge for me and he said you'll never get hurt by being in pain um you'll only get hurt by trying not to be and I was like well but like pain hurts so what are you talking about and he's like well um pains are given yeah you know yeah and to to resist it is when is when we just dis- destroy ourselves instead of going into it which I have almost never done going into it just like been like except wow that hurts real bad and I'm just gonna sit here and look at it you know I'm always like okay like can any destruction yeah we gotta get out of here how do we get out of here
0: I know. I mean, it's the human condition to want to avoid pain. It's and survival. Yet, yeah. Yeah. But I get it. It's such a struggle. And it's like just because the thing is, it does pass. You know, yeah. I just read this book and it says a, a feeling lasts in your body for a minute and a half.
1: Oh, wow. So if you are if like sadness. And then what it is? What is it after that? A when choice. It's gone, a supposedly it's a choice to hang on to it.
0: OK. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, knowing yeah. that doesn't you know, make all the difference no, in the and, world.
1: And everything makes, you know, know it's so I funny. Know. I have, I, because I've been in therapy so much, like self-awareness, I'm like, I got it. Yeah, I know. There's such a thing as too much, don't you think? Yeah. I don't know that it works. It, it's too, it's too much because I don't get a, like a, a blissful break right. from not knowing what I'm doing. Right. I always right, know right. what I'm doing. You know? I know. I miss ignorance. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever feel like you had that. I'm being like, I'm doing this because I'm, Feel like it? No, I always. I'm like, I know why I'm doing that,
0: and also like believing like, oh, happiness comes from like getting this thing. Like for so long, I believed that, and then you get those things, and you're like, what? I know this wasn't
1: the answer. I know I have that with Etsy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna see what's on Etsy. That like something's up. Right. Right. You know? yeah. um, so, and I so back to like a- addiction. Yes, I do. You know, I recognize that I do, I use things as an anesthesia, you know, and that can be anything from shopping to sex to a conversation with, uh, that you know, a sort of some sort of attention, right. um, you know, drinking, smoking a cigarette, Yeah. anything. It's an anesthesia. Um, but for me, I didn't, there's so many, I don't even know where to begin, uh, well, I didn't fully relate to. I related to a lot of the feelings in in AA, and um, but I didn't relate to to the the sort of the psychic like need for the alcohol or the irresistible urge for it necessarily. Right. I recognize it as a tool, yeah, and I know how to use it as a tool, yeah. Um, I'd not. I'm not someone who, uh, who drinks um, excessively. Yeah, but I will drink for a reason sometimes. Right, if know? it's an event or something. Yes, yeah. and that just and I know I know enough to know that just because you drink doesn't excessive drinking doesn't an al- necessarily mean nope. an alcoholic mate. Um, but I don't know. But where I saw it more was that I, especially when I was really uh, out of it. Was that I was more of I had a problem with yeah. alcohol and drugs more than I had an addiction. Right, it was problem drinking. Right, and I think that's possible. Absolutely. And uh, my friend said, uh, my my sponsor then said, uh, now friend, uh, who's still sober and amazing. Um, she said something like, um, and it was very it's oversimplified, and it's not, it can't, it's not all true, but that, um. A problem drinker is when you stop the drinking and the problem reveals itself and it sort of goes away. It yeah. goes away, but it's suddenly deal dealable. Yeah. And then an addiction, an addict, is when it goes away and it, everything falls to shit. Right. And you realize the problem is much bigger. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that was very oversimplified because I can relate to both. Yeah. I can relate to both. Um, um, but... uh. Yeah, you know what? It also goes back to my thing with rules. I'm just not AA is filled with rules. Yep. And I suggestions, suggestions sorta. that turn into judgments, right. and you know, sort of. Anyway, it's filled with a lot of rules, and that that ten I know what, what my threshold is for for um, for having rules, and it's that I will kick back. Yeah. The more some, the more they're, that there are suggestions advice um and or a list of or a formula yeah I will kick back and, and I and uh I did it for five years um but I was I was always asking questions yeah um and I was always asking questions like I never liked the disease model mm-hmm. that bothered me um I mean I know that's a touchy subject really a lot of people believe in it and
0: yeah personally, I've never understood the controversy around it. You know, just stay sober or don't and wh- however you want to define it is okay.
1: I don't like that people t- would call the that would would call whatever their defects were their alcoholism. Right. Like, no, that's you being a dick right. you know right, and I right. don't like that it felt it felt too simple for me. Yeah. and so I've stopped relating. Everything yeah. was too simple. Yeah. Um, and for me, when it's too simple, I get like suspicious. And when it's, I prefer it to be complex. Maybe it's just, maybe that's just, uh, masochistic. But no, I mean, I think it's like because well, then, then I feel, because then if it's complex, then I feel like a real person. As opposed to sort of a number. As opposed to like a number or someone who fits into a mold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so you
0: decided, um, to drink. Was that, um, you know, some big mind fuck?
1: Yeah, well, trying to remember if it, it was because, you know why? Because I had the voices in my head of like, of from from AA, that like, once you drink, you can never come back. Yeah. And I was, or not never come back, you can come back, but you're you're out yeah. now. And um, that scared me because I'd been in it for five years. I didn't want to be out. I didn't yeah. want to lose the things that AA had given me. Yeah. But I but I also really resented that they were telling me that a drink and drinking would now, I wouldn't have those things anymore. And I know, anyway, so, uh, so that was scary when I started drinking. I was like, Oh God, now I'm on the other side, you know, cause they do make it that black and white. Um, and, uh, but it was, uh, it was fine. I didn't, I, I, you know, it was really, the first year was was, um, I was totally, like, didn't drink that much. I was more used to, I was so used to not drinking yeah. that it was kind of like, ooh, I'm just going to have a, a glass of something, you right. know, occasionally. And I did. And then there were a couple, um, you know, there were a couple, like, shitty moments where I, like, uh, I drank too much and I beat myself up for it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I really can't drink. And then I was like, wait, it was my birthday. I got drunk. It happens, you know. Um, and that, that may have been me rationalizing. But, but the point was this. I was just trying to get away from the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and yeah. the take, get, pull myself out of the mold and just be a fucking human. Um, and
0: uh, yeah, and you can't argue with the fact that in those years, so it's been about three years. Yeah. You, you know, you've had amazing success. Yeah, been raising kids.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But there are a lot of Women on the Upper East Side who are addicted to pills, who like have their little boutique business and raise, raise kids. Right, right. I mean, I don't know that it has anything to, okay, so I, oh, are you saying so I may have gotten that stuff from No, I was actually saying that it's, you know, for people out there who go,
0: well, your life will fall apart if you right. drink. That is not no, necessarily No, I don't the think case. that's one of
1: the reasons I don't think I'm, I don't feel like an addict. Yeah. Is I don't. I keep, I, whenever I'm scared of it, uh, or scared of like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And this, that doesn't happen anymore. But in the beginning I did, I ask, is my drinking unmanageable? Is my life unmanageable yeah. right now? And it's not, it's, it's unma- if, When it gets unmanageable, it's got nothing to do with the alcohol at right. That right now. Right. Um, so yeah, I know I don't use it that, I don't use it to sabotage.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: Well, good. I think this is um, a
0: good note to end on. And again, I think this is a really important message, which doesn't mean if you're an alcoholic,
1: like, oh, good, I'll go get to drink and all of that. No, I mean, the biggest message I will say from this that I would want people to get from this is that there is such thing as having a problem. Yeah. And not being an addict. You don't have to fit into the mold. You don't you you can get you can stop drinking and you don't have to stay stopped drinking, right. but maybe it's good for right now. Right. It's not this, it doesn't have to become your lifestyle. Right. If it's not for you. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, there are very practical reasons for not drinking when, you know, when we need to. Yeah. And I have plenty of friends who are like, oh, I'm not drinking at the moment. You know, i Was drinking straight for two weeks. I just need to chill, and that they're they're normal, you know, non-addicted people. Um, But that's just the choice they. I that's just the choice they make because you know, alcohol is a tricky thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is a good note to end on.
0: So that was Jemima Kirk on the brand spanking new podcast, Recover Girl. If you want to find out more about this podcast, go to recovergirl.biz. And if you like this podcast, why not review it and rate it? I mean, with the new name, we could use some new support. Thanks. I'll see you next time.